Coming to you from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, The Quinn. At least that's how they know me here on the show. And I'm back for another rousing and riveting installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective. You just heard Rebel Nine's All I've Become. The official theme song of The Quinn Spin has been since 2014, and it will be until the very end of days. And you'll see we continue year 10, our march toward our 10th birthday here on the interview set, and I have a very special guest, a guy I've known for quite some time. First appearance on the show, Jay Pearson, producer, artist, all-around good soul, fellow New Jersey native, yep. where we started this show 10 years ago. Jay, happy to have you on. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you, man. Good vibes. I'm so happy to be here. I've been watching you do your thing in this building for years on end. There have been months where we're just like, hey. Or, and there's been months where we're like, yo, like, I cannot believe this is happening. Mm -hmm. This, that, what are you working on? What are you working on? And we haven't worked on anything really. Like, we've even worked on things together, but we weren't, it wasn't our thing. Right, right, right. right. We both got booked for it. Yes. Yeah. And we're just yeah. in this space of like, it's good to see you, man. Cheers. You know, yeah. we cheers, have a good time. So I'm really happy to be here and I'm happy to, to just, you know, talk to the people and give this Spotify, this, this audio podcast some juice you know mm -hmm. not to mention youtube they can and see youtube us. yes they can, they can see, see it. it so that's even better that's a beautiful thing well yeah happy to have you glad this is our first true collaboration here yes. so, so let's make it count and so i ask every guest of the show three standard questions mm -hmm. you can answer these however you like those three questions are who are you what are your passions and why on earth would you want to come on the quinn spin okay so I'll answer the first question, then you have to repeat the second one. So, <laughs> so the first question is, who am I? I am that I am. My name is Jay Pearson. I am from New Jersey slash New York. I was raised in the recording industry. My father was deep in the game. Um, I got to see some of the coolest artists in the 90s. I was literally a 90s hip-hop baby, so I got to be around when songs are being made some some amazing records that everybody may know um and then i just got a little older started coming to myself came to tennessee for college and then got out of college and other things started happening so i mean we'll dive deeper into that stuff but just as an opening yeah yeah so what are your passions and feel free to go outside of music for these two okay so my passions are um peace I love peace. I try to find quietness, even though I am a busy person mm -hmm. for no reason. You know, like <laughs> I, I just, I'm just one of those people who like I can't sit still, and I try to find things to do. Um, my passion is definitely music, and finding out how to impact the world through that. Mm -hmm. uh, my passion is to never miss the opportunity to risk being great. Mm -hmm. So I love that scary though because sometimes you jump into things you may not be fully prepared for yeah but at least you could speak on them in the, in the future and be like yeah i did that mm -hmm. you know yeah um another passion of mine is is family mm -hmm. that's huge for yeah. me and having those family va family values um give me a lot 
of insight on how to do other things with others because mm-hmm. if i treat them the same way well not the um disciplinary side but you know if, if i treat you like <laughs> my family it's pretty good you know um love my kids love everybody in the family so that's the vibe right there mm-hmm. and so why on earth would you want to come on this show of all the shows one this show has been consistent let's start there um it always sounds good i'm a sound engineer producer so if the sound's not right you're not going to have me on the show Speaking. I appreciate that yeah. appreciate, because oftentimes I question if I know what I'm doing on the audio end. So it's, it's refreshing. And thanks for the ASMR. So he can delete that. That's why I say it's good to be on a show with good sound, right? Right. <laughs> so if you heard that, then you heard how clear this man gets us. Um, but also, you've been doing a lot of good things for UMC and, and all the artists in town. The Underground Music Collective has, has just been fantastic. Um, the amount of shows I've got to participate and see a few of them and it, it's just amazing mm-hmm. I'm just really honored to be here and be in your presence in this standpoint not just like seeing you in in the lounge doing your thing okay. but like hey. man I get to hang out with Gerard like for real yeah this is awesome we get to sit here and have a conversation between two ferns yep oh man that show is crazy I hope that's not trademarked yeah like we we might get in trouble for that. I don't care. I don't edit, so you know. Well, we, we, we can manipulate it. Oh, let me not say that. Yeah, we could just edit it out. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's kind of funny though. Right, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 are between two ferns. Well, actually, this is a tree, so we're not. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. That's our way around it. And it's been the same size for a long time. It has. It has about five years, probably mm-hmm. or longer. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how these plants, these absolutely real plants, just don't grow. Yeah, and all you need is Gatorade. Yeah. And so Gatorade can sustain its life for, for 15, 20 years mm-hmm. or until there's a nuclear holocaust. All right. So cool, man. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on that happy note, right? I, I'm curious to dive more into your background because I'm learning things about you here as we're sitting here. So yeah. your father was deep in the game, as you said, you yeah. know, and you had a chance to be around the creation of so many impactful records mm-hmm. growing up. And so... You've been on this creative path pretty much your entire life. Yeah. You know, so like what inspiration would you say you found from those early experiences and how does that translate now for you? The biggest thing I learned um, is what not to do. That's kind of what we all want to learn mm-hmm. is what not to do in the game. It's not really like what to do because everything else is left over. Um, but really being able to watch artists grow um, from just being some person on the street to a person that gets to name a street. Um, That is the power. Um, And I see that as something that I want to pursue myself um, and and make my name known, not necessarily on a stage, Mm -hmm. because I see in that life, um, but definitely in the background. Mm -hmm. Someone that's in the book that you can go look up and they might make a class about one day. Um, I also learned that I don't necessarily want to be in the gangster realm. (laughs) In high school, I tried. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 50 cents. I'm going to be 51 cents. And it didn't make any sense. You know, I ended up just realizing after I looked at my, my lyric sheet Uh from high school, I was like, wow, this child was troubled. Right. But (laughs) not necessarily just, I was just writing like that because it was in style. Right. Um, and so I've learned how to not go with the style and really go with what is going to create 
the society? Mm-hmm. How are people going to move? How are they going to flow? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been going for. Mm-hmm. And of course, family, as you mentioned, has, you know, played a role in your entire journey, you know, both mm-hmm. growing up and now as a father yourself. Yep. So how is that impact? How has fatherhood impacted your creative journey? How has it informed your processes? And what has it taught you that you can apply to this path that you're on? Well, I'll definitely say family will slow you down, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in a like, oh, I can't do music anymore, but it'll make you go, why am I doing all this extra stuff mm, yeah. that's not doing anything for me yeah. um, or for my family, mm-hmm. right? So even if you're, everyone's part of a family, whether you're connected to them or not, but we all have some type of goal that lives past us. Yeah. Right? It's like, when I'm gone, I want maybe this to be around mm-hmm. or something to benefit this person or group, even your friends that you consider family. Yeah. And I've learned that everything I do essentially is for them. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's just making a beat, getting a job, whether it's getting a car, whether it's having a home, whether it's walking outside, there's a purpose for it now. And before that, I was just, there were physical wants more so mm-hmm. than like spiritual or, or family wants, right? So mm-hmm. that's something that's really helped me. And it's also given me a reason to write music. Right. Um, the more family you have, the more drama you have too. So, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that could be a that's good true. thing. And in the end, um, mm-hmm. because if you have a fallout with a family member, you can go back to those people mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. There are some people you have a fallout with. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. just done. They're mm-hmm. on the other side of the planet. You never even know. Yeah how they grew or what they what they learned but when you have somebody that's there and can really hone in on who you are and know you better than you mm-hmm. a little bit yeah they can just tell you what might be next based on your blood bloodline like yo mm-hmm. i went through that yeah you know i uh yeah i went through all those things and and now i'm starting to bestow those same values mm-hmm. and truths on my kids and I get to teach a whole bunch of kids in the city. So that's really cool too. Yeah, yeah. And and part of what you said really resonated with me as far as you, you know this concept too of like it has to be bigger than you. Yeah. It absolutely does like and I feel like a lot of us in this industry or any creative industry starting out like we don't quite get that when we start, <laughs> you know? And it's just one of these things where it's like, well, I want to be rich and famous. I want to, you know, succeed, right. you know, just this like very like black and white idea of what success is, right? But success is being on the journey as long as you and I have and continu- continuing to grow, yeah. but also like realizing, you know, who and what that impacts around you, yeah. you know? Like I, I don't have kids, but like my my nieces and nephew, especially my, my eldest niece, Amber, you know, she and I are really close. And like yeah. in a lot of ways, I think we've gotten closer and found even more kinship since I moved here because we're the square pegs, you know, she wants to go out and like do big things and all that. And it's like, well, by me continuing to build what I'm building, like I'm giving her a blueprint. I'm showing her it's possible, you know, to get out of your hometown and go and like build something from zero, you know? And so every decision that you make, you know, it, they see it, (laughs) you know, the, the, your, your children, your, your other relatives, your friends, you know, the people, there are always people watching, you know, and there are always people rooting for you that you might not even realize 
And so you're not just showing up for yourself. You're not just showing up for your own success. You're showing up for those people and you're showing up to give them that inspiration, to give them that hope, to maybe spark an idea in them, yeah. you, you know, that, that helps propel them forward and whatever they want to do, whatever, you know, whatever their UMC is, whatever, you know, like whatever their music career is, like whatever that means to them and what the mark they want to make on the world, you know, there's a lot of, I think, interchangeable, you know, lessons just that go across the board, no matter what you're trying to pursue, what you're trying to build. 100%. And so we have that opportunity to impart that, you know, upon those in our lives, you know, and not just those who are younger, but, you know, anybody, those who are older, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. anybody who's looking, you know, to have some kind of impact, you know, we, we all have something to learn from each other, regardless of age, circumstance, location. Yeah. And I learn a lot from you every day. I see you, I, you know, I walk by I'm like, yo, this dude is really going hard. Sometimes I'm thinking that he's going, he's overexerting. <laughs> Sometimes I think that too. Yeah. <laughs> and we both say it to each other, like, yeah, I overexerted this week. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, looks like it. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Jay, you all right? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely respect you in, in, in that realm because you do do the same thing. You're essentially an exception to the rule where, where you talk about these people who don't have children and don't necessarily understand how to structure life because they don't need it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's kind of that thing, like I remember back in the day, I would get up, <clears throat> I'd put clothes on, yeah, I'd eat, and I'd walk out of the door. Mm -hmm. That's crazy now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you right. did what? You just got up and walked outside? Right, yeah. Right? But to have the power to tell yourself, no, there's other things I need to do mm -hmm. before I walk out of this door. Yeah, mm -hmm. that takes that takes strength and it takes a powerful mind and it yeah. takes having, you know, even though they're not your kids, you treat them like yours. And now that they're around, you kind of have yeah. that. But lucky you, you get to um, give them back. So yeah, I'm not I, like it's a bad thing. <laughs> it's like I, I do like to rile them up and then leave. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know when I leave, I leave for months at a time. You know, because they're up there <laughs> months and I'm here. So it's wow. like, you know, just, you know, give them a, you know, healthy dose of Uncle Gaga and then, you know. Uncle Gaga? Gaga, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uncle so, Gaga. So when, well, just Gaga. They don't even say uncle. It's just Gaga. That's okay. Cool. So when Amber was one, you know, she was trying to say my name, Gerard, you know, and she was one, so she couldn't yet. Yeah. Gaga, Gaga, Gaga. And it just stuck. And now there's four of them in total and I'm Gaga to all of them. Wow. Yeah. But, well, at least your name starts with a G. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're an OG, which is which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. But you're not old yet. Uh, well, well yeah, there. kids call us old now, don't they? They do. They do. I got called old. I said, they're like, what year are you born? I was like, oh, here we go. And I was like, I was born in the 1900s. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, whoa, oh, my God. In the 1900s. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We were born in the 1900s. Mm -hmm. I was, I'm we 88, were. baby. 87. You know, a lot of people don't think that, you know, but we're the coolest generation. The only reason I say that is not because we're actually the coolest. We're probably not. But we've experienced the most of societal change, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Like, we went from, I, I used a rotary phone. Yeah. I know it works. Oh, yeah. I know how that works. I, yep, I remember. All the way up until iPhone 14. Mm -hmm. So, like, and from computers using floppy disks 
to now computers using no discs, you know, at yeah. all. And they're just flat screens. Yeah. And that also has given us a little bit of an edge to we can break away from technology. Mm-hmm. I don't feel so so sure about the newer newer ones coming. It's out. harder for them, I think. Yeah. Dude, they don't have a choice. I and mean, especially because they were home for a year and a half and, mm-hmm. and doing everything, school everything through screens. Like yep. that really, you know, I mean, it's studies are showing now, like it's set them back in terms of development, in terms of their social skills, everything. Yeah. And so, you know, I did my best during COVID by just throwing them outside all the time and being like, we're just going to be in nature mm-hmm. as much as possible. Oh, yeah. And doing the homeschooling thing was cool. It made me want to do it permanently. I know a lot of people say, oh, heck no, I never, I, I never do that. But I'm like, man, honestly, there is an, there's an entire country somewhere where mm-hmm. that's all they do. Yeah. And, it a, and when I saw how much faster they were learning, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa wow maybe i should have been homeschooled but then i think i'm like hmm parents born in the 70s and 60s i don't know about that <laughs> I don't think it's different it. now yeah, yeah it's different now yeah. i think we are though i think we're a good bridge generation you know 100%. between you know the boomers and gen x and now to gen z like because we we are able i think if we're willing to relate to all of them Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, we find the most kinship, I think, with Gen X, you yep. know, like there's a certain groundedness to Gen X, you know, a certain like realism. And sometimes it does veer into pessimism, you know, mm-hmm. like that jaded 90s grunge kind of. Aesthetic. Yes. Oh, dude. <laughs> you, you know, but like there is a certain groundedness that like keeps our generation, the millennials from like having our heads too far in the clouds for the most part, you know. And I think, you know, with the state of the world, of course, that'll kind of give you a reality check once in a while, too, oh, over dude. the past few I mean, years. I can go a billion miles an hour on <laughs> the state of the world. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the same thing to me is what's happened in music. And music is a real testament mm-hmm. to how people are living and what's considered acceptable, what isn't considered acceptable. And in learning that is is a part of the journey as well, which is what I also have a passion for, yeah. you know, um, is really figuring out where do I fit yeah. in this all. Mm-hmm. And so even as an adult, I'm still trying a thousand things. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that I'm starting to hone in, I'll sit in a room with somebody I used to do work with and they're like, Hey, I got this thing and this thing and this thing. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? You know, I'm like, man, honestly, if you can just come to me with the one thing that I'm focusing on, it's not a slight to you mm-hmm. or anything, but I think we need to start focusing on one thing at a time. Yeah. Because it's literally impossible to do more than one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Even though your phone does, because mm-hmm. it's a computer, right. you cannot. Right. You can try, but your brain can only do so many things so yeah yeah i could i could use that lesson myself i think yeah. someday you know because there is there's so much available to us you know and i find as i go on too it's like there are definitely things that i used to say yes to yeah that i say no to or that i at least pause and think about because i think like when i first moved to town and umc came with me you know from pennsylvania right you know it was say yes to everything get on the board get on people's radar do people do people favors like just say yes 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 you yeah. know but that really sets you up to just be known as the guy who says yes to anything and who will do it for cheap or free. For you know? zero, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, there are definitely, like, media partnerships 
from 2019 say that like in 2023 it'd be like we don't have the bandwidth for this and like what are we getting out of it other than our logo on a thing right you know what i mean whereas whereas in 2019 it's like well nobody knows who we are so they're doing us a favor everything yeah yeah but like now it's like people know who umc is Yep. We have a PR team now, <laughs> you know, like we have all this, like all this equity built into the brand. And it's just like, as you grow, but also as you learn, like what's done well for you before and what hasn't, like you are able to, I think, refine, you know, even if you're taking on a bunch at once, like you're able to refine what those things are, Yeah, you know, and you're able to ensure that they all serve a purpose toward the grand vision as opposed to just like doing a favor or as opposed to just like, Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Let's try this. You know, right. it's, a, it's an, it's a nice thing to do. It's a, you know, it might, it might be fun. It might be, it might get us some, somewhere who knows, like you have a much better idea of where you're going. And I think that purpose really drives you forward and it gives you the sense of discipline yeah. too, you know, to stay the course and to learn how to say no to certain things. And that's been huge for me is just like, you know, okay, I'll do it if it makes sense. Yeah. You know, I'll, but not everything makes sense. Even if you want it to, sometimes it's just like. And I think honestly, COVID really put that thought in a lot of people's minds. Mm -hmm. I know, especially with the cost of things. Yeah. Pretty basic. It happens in every generation where there's a a time where we're like, ooh, I gotta, Mm -hmm. I can't say yes unless it's this type of. Yeah. actual like earning or what's the return on my investment right Right. Mm -hmm. so i know for me it taught me to say no because i can't say yes Mm -hmm. if i say yes i don't have a place to live yeah you know so like when a client comes up to me asking me about certain things in music whether it's a mix production recording i want to say yes because i love them Mm -hmm. but i have to say no because i respect them right right because it's like if I say yes to you, I'm definitely not going to give it my all because I want to get you out of the way now mm-hmm. because I know that it's not going to benefit me mm-hmm. in the way that it probably should. Right. Not that the music or the content or whatever it is that I'm working on is, isn't worth it. It's just I need to make sure that I'm doing it right. And we're, we're offering services to people. Yeah. And I need to make sure my product is grade A yeah. at all times. Mm-hmm. And so I'm well more than okay with saying no. Everybody out there, say no. Just say no. Just say no. When it makes sense. You know? Yeah. But also, I think, like, too, there's something to be said for knowing that the prospective client can even appreciate what the grade A product is, mm-hmm. you know, for what it is. You know, because, like, there are people who come through and are totally green to the industry, and, yep. like, they don't know the difference between grade A and grade D, you yep. know, because they just haven't been in the industry. Like, there, there's definitely... You know, I think a lot of like people just starting out or like who have been local musicians for a long time. Oh, well, I posted on social media. This is just an example. Yeah. Why didn't anybody come to my show? Well, you didn't actually market. You you just made a post that day and expected like 100, 100 people, people to, to just show up. Show up. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it's a very like oversimplified example of this, but it's like, you know, on our end, on on the service end, it's like, okay, is this client at the level that we're at right now? Do yeah. they understand what that level entails? Because if they don't, then everyone's wasting their time. You, they're wasting yours, and you're wasting theirs because yep. it's just not a, it's not an in alignment at that point, you know. And they'd be better served, you know, trying it themselves for a while, learning the lessons that way, or finding somebody who's more at that level, you know, kind of, you know 
career-wise starting out as opposed to trying to shoot from the moon right away. You have yeah. to build. You have to build up, you know, and there, there are building blocks like, you know, there are levels that I haven't reached yet. You know, you know what I mean? And it's like, but it's okay. You know, it's okay. It's like, what steps do I have to take to get there? Yeah. You know, and starting to take those steps and then recognizing, you know, you have to be, I think, aware enough and be able to stop and smell the roses and realize like, okay, yeah, now I am ready for this thing. Yeah. Now I am ready to enlist the services of this person or, you know, try for this opportunity. All the pieces are there. I think a lot of people start out and they're just like, oh, well, you know, we just need to like get discovered by somebody famous. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's probably the last thing you want to do. Absolutely not. Like so many people, I think, move here and think I'm just going to busk on Broadway. Yeah. And Blake Shelton's going to walk by and discover me and sign me to a deal. Yeah. First of all, Blake Shelton may or may not even have that power. I don't know what you know yeah. his label status is. But yeah. also, it doesn't happen that way. It's years of work. It's years of trial and error, effort, and relationships matter, but not in the way that people think. Because you actually have to build them. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you already had the relationship, someone may put you on, but put you on in the mailroom. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> and that and that's still an opportunity. Yeah, it is an opportunity. You know? you know, but you know, people are like, yeah, you know, my cousin is this person, that person. It's like, but mm. what does that really mean for me? So right. you end up being someone's artist cousin's artist, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And you right. got to watch out for those things because um, I see it a lot. You know, people will say that they're you know thirty degrees of separation from this person and that person yeah and in all reality you might be 100,000 degrees away you just don't know it right it just got turned 18 different directions and you think you had this quick opportunity yeah ends up shut you end up getting shut down I think the the, my biggest opportunities have come from lawyers (laughs) lawyers and um people who aren't in the music industry I would really say that yeah, because people who aren't in the music industry will give you a chance because, yeah, right. They mm-hmm. don't know, right? Right, mm-hmm. and then they find out that you're amazing, mm-hmm. and then they tell their friend that does the five k run every year, mm-hmm. and now you're providing a service for them, whether it be making their shirts, whether it's your DJing, whether it's you're providing the sound system, yeah, or whether you're providing the the place to run, right. right? It's it's all these things that you have to keep in mind, and trying to find the shortcut may be the longest way. Yeah. You know, Mm because like you could take a shortcut and literally twist your ankle and Mm -hmm. dislocate your left arm and then your neck falls off Mm -hmm. in that order, in that order, Mm -hmm. too. And then you get up and you're like, oh, that was fine. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have a neck. No, no neck. It's gone forever. But yeah, case in point, like the, the short way, the quick way, the easy way very rarely is the way right and even if you have that brief fleeting moment of virality or success or like that 15 minutes of fame what you do to actually sustain that momentum is what matters from there yeah. the moment's the moment yeah. and once the moment's over it's like especially in this day and age where everything's so quickly digested and discarded afterwards yeah. like what are you doing to keep that momentum rolling you all you have to be thinking every single day like okay i have this opportunity coming up what am i going to follow that up with you know, and nobody's going to do it for you. You know, you might make the right connections. You might build the right relationships over time, but it comes down to the effort you're putting forth. And, and that's the thing too, like taking on clients, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a partnership, you know, you're building a team, but you're all members of that team and everybody has a role. You know, I think too, like when people hire someone, you know, and they, 
they don't understand the nuances of the industry. They just kind of expect them to wave the wand and make them famous. Right. You know, rub the rub the lamp. The genie will grant you a wish, and Anything all of a sudden you you've made it. Which making it itself is an abstract concept. One thousand, and th- and that's something that I've learned being a member here at, at home too. Is like w- success is definitely based on you, mm-hmm. um, and it's based on your metrics. You have to create metrics to even rank your success. You can't comparing yourself to someone else is cool if you're trying to pick a pair of shoes, mm-hmm. but when it comes to what type of life am I going to live? One, you're not going to really know the lifestyle of the person you're idolizing, which is danger in itself, right? Because you don't even know if they're wearing a fake chain Mm -hmm. or a real chain. They may be doing that just so you click, right? And that's it. Mm -hmm. And then you go hang out with them. They ride a bike everywhere they go, Uh you know? And and that's kind of the thing. And so for me, measuring success has has all been about when do I get to sit down? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel successful when I get to sit still. Yeah. That's when it's I'm a like. a real thing. Yes. I saw you sit still once. Did you? Yeah. When? <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I did sit still a little bit last summer. Oh, actually. yeah. Okay. It was good. It Summertime. Was... Yeah, that, yeah. That, that counts. Yeah. Um, but no, like during the year, like, man, and, I, and I'm really, now that I'm so deep in the music industry, I do really believe that the weekend is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's that's the weekend Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for all you music people out there. Please don't try to make your biggest connections on those days unless it's in a very like tight spot Mm -hmm. and you know who's there. Right. But if you're like, oh, I'm going to go out to this bar. I'm going to meet this person. We're going to go to studio that night. Sometimes that happens, Mm -hmm. but that usually just leads to a lifelong journey of destruction. You Mm got to be careful. Yeah. And we've all been on that. I know my college years were interesting, mm. to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> so I was able to get through that without going to jail, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super awesome. Yeah. And now as an adult, I'm like, man, I'm glad I made those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, because now that I'm trying to figure out this journey and meet the right people, the goal is to create a space for those people to show up. Yeah. Not necessarily go chase those people. Right. And when yeah. that's your focus, attracting instead of chasing, but also moving with purpose, like it's hard to feel like you're missing out on anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I first moved here and I've said this on the show before, like I'd be going out every weekend and like exploring my new city and sabotaging plenty of Sundays. You know what yep. I mean? You know, it, you know, and then I, ha- I had a day job, you know, the first couple of years I lived here. So it's like I my time was limited to build the platform anyway. And. You know, I always was afraid of, like, missing out, I guess. I I had this FOMO, but, like, over the past year, you know, a lot has just kind of shifted for me. And, like, I don't feel – I don't miss nightlife at all. As a matter of fact, I prefer to avoid it. Yep. You know, like, I only go to Broadway if somebody's visiting. You know what I mean? And, like, honestly, most of the time I only really go out, like, out-out to go out if somebody's visiting like so he's saying that but he was out last night well but i had a there was a friend in town <laughs> my friend kip from college he was one night only business trip okay um and so i hadn't seen him in like five years that's know? awesome and that's where i'm like all right i can make an exception here you know i cannot wake up at five tomorrow wake up at six or seven and it'll be fine wait hold on the world won't end six or seven yeah i mean i wake up at six or seven because of school duties obviously mm-hmm. but what are you doing at seven? Oh, I've started Run waking me through up through your day. Run me through your day. I've started please. waking up at five recently to do what? 
to get all the like content stuff out of the way early before the phone starts going off and before the emails start coming in, before the meetings. Because if I'm starting that at nine, mm-hmm. the day's over. Completely. Completely over. Because like, you know, you're you've got the calls, you've got meetings, sometimes you get pulled into something, you know. And also like other gigs, you know, I take on a lot of gig work myself right now. Yeah. And it's just like I have those hours between five and nine to get up, you know, get something in my stomach, eat a little breakfast, get to work on the content. The content is done by right. nine for the day. I'm not on social media the rest of the day most days after that. Wow. But then, you know, you know, once in a while you make an exception to that and you wake up at seven. And it's like, wow, I lost those two hours at the beginning of the day. Like really? that's where I'm at now. Yeah. And I used to never want to be a morning person. You know, I thought it just ran counter to every fiber of my being. But to tell you the truth, I'd rather do that because like also like sometimes I'll DoorDash and like I'll get in, you know, like drive DoorDash. I'll get in like 9, 30, 10 o'clock and I would try to work after that till one and I'm dead. Yeah, like I'm not. What is that? Like even even if I'm awake, like I'm so worn out from the road and from the drivers here in Nashville in particular. And like <laughs> best drivers in the world, by the way. Best, absolute best, <laughs> counter to everything we've ever told you on the show. Right. Um, but like at that point, I might as well go to bed. So if I'm going to bed then, then I might as well like use the hours earlier mm-hmm. that I'm trying to work and actually like have the energy to accomplish something. Man, I will definitely say kudos to you. Um, I'm still at, well, I guess what what's in my world, right? Because I'm a sound engineer. Mm-hmm. I don't get the option to yeah. be like, hey, let's record at 5 a.m. Right. You know, I can yeah. never in my life once never that doesn't. Nope. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It has not happened. But you have given me the opportunity to risk being great by um, literally opening up projects that I have to finish up and, and see about getting those done. Because what happens to me mm-hmm. is I'll drink one of these. Right. Mm-hmm. Um rarely but it'll keep me up yeah and then i'll get all my duties done and once it hits like 9 30 i start mm-hmm. at night yeah and then i'll go to like midnight and i'll wake up at like seven get it going but then i realize i'm like man this i don't feel like i did anything yeah i know that's crazy but yeah. it feels like man i just wasted i wasted energy by staying up mm-hmm. instead of just going to sleep real early no like my day is not ending in a stressful mindset. Right. And then I wake up as early as possible and mm-hmm. could just do whatever. I could sit there. I have time to myself. I get to watch the sunrise. So thank you for that. You've yeah. um It's made a world of difference for me, honestly. Because yeah. I do go to bed like I do go to bed like, all right, I'm done today. Let's go to the next day. All right. Let's, you know, let's do it all again. As opposed to like I wanted to get this thing done tonight. I didn't get this thing done tonight, and uh, I might as well just go to bed. Like, yeah. you know that—that's the difference for me. Is like, it, you know, I don't feel like I'm leaving anything on the table this 100%. way. You know, it's like, all right, I got up, I got all that knocked out. Now I have the rest of the day to go make money, get to the gym, do whatever I need to do with the rest of my day. Yeah. That's not just sitting and pumping out blog content and social media posts for clients and occasionally this podcast. Last week's episode was, you know, late on Thursday because of the, you know, I didn't wake up till seven. Really? <laughs> you know, because wow. I would have I would have recorded the solo mission at home and I would have just done it, you know, you know, done and dusted by 
7 o'clock, 7.30. That's right. You do your setup at the house. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Like, I would have just done it then, and it would have been out in the world. Instead, I'm recording it. I'm breaking the fourth wall. I'm recording it after this episode and posting it afterwards because I didn't have time this morning because I went out. So, yeah, I saved going out for special occasions now. Yeah. As opposed to... Screw up the next day. Yeah, as opposed to, well, it's Saturday. You know what that means. You know? (laughs) Like, there's... And there's just... For me, I'm 36. There's just no value in going out in the nightlife at yeah. this point. And like, you know, because you're going out to meet people. I, I have no problem meeting people. Right. And I meet people by doing this who are way more aligned than anybody I'm going to meet in a, at a bar at one in the morning. Yep. You know, even if you are aligned with them, they're not in line at that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they're just in line. To get inside, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not aligned. Like one eye might be going that right. way. Right, they're just like, you know? yeah, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, I remember you from two thousand and what ninety four. Yeah, that was a great year. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and then they have no recollection of the conversation the night the the, the next day. You know, yeah. or you know, if you're meeting somebody for the first time, that's happened too. Where it's like you meet someone, yep. you know, it's like, yeah, man, let's work on this, or hey, let's get coffee, and then like you text and they ghost because they don't remember who you are. That's so true. So one thing I was going to ask, I don't know if this is a place where I can ask you questions. You can ask me whatever you want. Um, Okay. So I'm going to give you a rundown of me, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, As far as like what I got going on. Mm -hmm. And then maybe just like a simple what you would do Mm -hmm. with somebody in my place. All right. So I'm a a development coordinator here at home. So Mm -hmm. I help artists and producers get teamed up with other people, whether it's through a networking event, creating a vibe, or it's like doing interviews with people or um, literally showing them where their opportunities may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's through this organization. Secondly, I teach production workshops at schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a bit of consistent thing for 13 years. Uh, Congratulations. Designed, yeah. Helped, helped to design a few cities or a few cities. I have SimCity, uh, <laughs> but I've helped to design a few studios in the city mm-hmm. uh, for kids to use. And then I have a studio that I manage in North Nashville called mm-hmm. Jefferson Street Sound. Yeah. That I help just remodel, which is great um, for people to use. That will hopefully co- become a satellite campus for a location like this. Mm-hmm. And then I record and mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like mixing. And only because of the focused energy I have to put into yeah. it. And because you have to hear things a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And then I produce. Now, my production, I love doing production consistently, but I've been falling out of it. But when I get back into it, it's like 30 mm. tracks out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, those are those things. And then I have uh, my beat battles. I throw beat battles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every quarter or so. Yeah. Um, We've done one. a couple here. Yeah. Yeah. Have one coming up in May, and it's going to be partnered with uh, Nashville's Not Just Country Music. Okay. Which yeah, is yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's a great organization town. And then... I I'm really focusing heavy. I'm trying to focus solely on sync. So mm-hmm. getting music for film, TV, etc., mm-hmm. or video games. Mm-hmm. And what don't you do? That's <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out. Right. I'm I'm right now because not that I'm great at everything. It's just more like I've done an, enough of a lot of things to where I can get by mm-hmm. in most realms. Yeah. And so let's say I'm that guy, right? Mm-hmm. And right. I have kids, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. Um, and I'm essentially an artist mm-hmm. coming up. Right. What would you do to shut all that up and put
put it into like, okay, here's what the focus should be. Hmm. Well, and I DJ. And you DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I think it's best to follow your intuition here. And like, if there's something that feels out of alignment or something that you're no longer enjoying to de-emphasize that, mm-hmm. you know, and move in the direction of the things that first of all are, you know, helping you grow the most, you know, yeah. in, you know, professionally, financially, you know, or helping you push, push things forward, you know, and anything that doesn't feel like it's in alignment with that or is lagging behind, you know, de-emphasize that. I'm not saying you have to drop it entirely, but like, you know, you, you know, in your gut, like where you want to go and where you want to take this. And I think it's just a matter of like lining up that vision and seeing what feeds that vision best. What actions yeah. are you taking that move you in that direction more steadfast, you know, and you're wearing a lot of hats, you yeah. know, and, you know, you have a lot of professional responsibilities. You have family responsibilities and there are only so many hours in the day. Yeah. You know, so how are you using those hours to create the vision you know, your long-term vision, you know, what, and I maybe defining exactly what that is, yeah. you know, and where do you see all of this leading you five, 10, 15 years down the road? And what are you doing now? What actions are you taking every day to bring yourself closer to that? Gotcha. Well, let me see if I can answer in any, like what I've been trying to do. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I was hyper-focusing as much as I can on doing sync music mm-hmm. But sync isn't a pay by day type of thing. Right. It's submit, 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 wait a year, you hear something. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm at the rate of two to three placements a year. Mm. Right. Yeah. Which could essentially pay for a whole year of living if yeah. it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then, but while that's happening, I'm like, I gotta you get this income going. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm like, okay, I'll take whatever DJ gig shows up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw a battle like once every six months. Yeah, I'm gonna record artists as they come, but mm-hmm. I'll try to be picky. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll sing on a track if I'm if I if it's financially feasible mm-hmm. and if the content is is like safe, right? <laughs> in a sense, um, and then that I'm helping all these artists and producers do the same thing I'm doing. Right. So, I think what I've I'm really trying to do by day is open up a project in the morning that I have to finish, mm-hmm. whether it's a beat, a session, or a recording. Yeah. Try to get it finished, which never happens. <laughs> Answer a whole bunch of phone calls, mm-hmm. emails, teach. And you, you, you can hear it even now in my speech. I'm like, yo, there's so many, there's too many things I have going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. But I'm really attached to all of them mm-hmm. because they are keeping me alive right now. Yeah. Um, so if you were to recommend a person, so if I were to say, okay, the only thing I want to have happen mm-hmm. is do sync music. Yeah. Like I'm just singing on songs, making a beat, mm-hmm. submitting it for placements. Right. Um, and that's literally it. Mm-hmm. I'm not DJing. I'm not, you know, teaching. I'm not doing all these other things. I love doing development stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. Working with because just staying in a network and staying right. in know how it's mm-hmm. Um, who would I need to put on my team to focus heavily on just sync? On just sync. Mm-hmm. 
That's a good question. Is it the right question for you? I, I don't know that that's the right question for me mm-hmm. because I don't really like one one part of this world I don't really understand that well is sync. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to learn more about it, you know. Cool. So my I guess my question then is like I guess just kind of take me through your process in submitting for these opportunities and like where you know, where you feel things are maybe lagging behind or what you feel you need help with. Um, so the way I submit for sync, mm-hmm. so I get briefs every day pretty much mm-hmm. that I can either write to or bring somebody in. Yeah. And I try to get those done within a week mm-hmm. to turn in. Yeah. Cool. Part one. Um, I have artists, musicians I can call. Yeah. I don't have a sync agent. Mm. That's just finding me the right briefs. Okay. So I'm just, I have a slew of a thousand things that I can touch. Yeah. Um, and as far as, um, maybe refrain, repeat the question just one more time so I could clearly. Well, well, I think I think that actually kind of helps direct me because I think like, it's a, it's about finding the right opportunities, mm-hmm. right? It's about connecting to those right opportunities and having somebody on your team, like an agent, right? Yeah. Who can connect you to those right opportunities and help with some of that legwork and take some of that admin off your plate yeah might go a long way because i can tell you i mean different world right but like when i hired brandy brandy brand inc pr uh mm-hmm. based in austin there they've been doing our pr for for months and they're doing an unbelievable job like it's not just you see i i, I guess i didn't fully understand what pr was because i thought it was just media relations yeah. but it's really helping with move forward a lot of these big picture ideas and like hey what do you need and how can we connect you to those people or to those opportunities to help drive the business forward? Right. You know, so and th- like just hiring Brandy and her team have what that's that's helped me tremendously because in addition to making the right connections to bring those into the platform, what it's also done is it's taking a lot of that administrative work off of my plate. So and it, it frankly has moved a lot of the bigger picture initiatives forward because I have help, <laughs> you know, and I can focus on right now, like, you know, and eventually the goal is to kind of phase out of like doing so much of the day to day and it'll jump into more of that big picture. But right now, and pretty much since UMC came to Nashville, my primary focus has been the day to day of content operations, keeping things moving forward. But as time goes on, you know, and we're going to be announcing some stuff pretty soon that I'm not quite ready to announce yet. We're going to have people to, handle a lot of the client services projects, okay. you know, and to handle the content, you know, yeah, that's awesome. And, and that way I can focus on conceptually building the business and really going out and being the face of it, you know, yeah. and being the person to really take an active part in these relationships more, you know, that we're already the tables being set by mm-hmm. the PR firm, you know, in terms of building these relationships. I mean, these panels we've been putting on, most of the panelists have come from, Brandy and her team. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She's made all these connections. Like I have to, I can't say enough about the job that Brand Inc. PR is doing for us right now. Like they've made all these connections, the guest contributors, the Wednesday wisdom contributors brought in by them, you know, Wow. and that's giving us amazing content, insightful content from people who've been in this industry even longer than I have, you know, and what it's doing is it's bolstering the platform. Yeah. It's making UMC's voice stronger, which Mm -hmm. is, setting the table for bigger opportunities for us. So having somebody in your corner, right, who can go and 
can take a lot of that work that's just kind of hanging out there, the stuff the stuff you're saving for one day, you know, like the stuff that like it's complex and like because you're in the day to day and you're in the weeds of it, you can't quite get to like having someone to help get the ball rolling on that is so valuable. So what that makes me think is I need a person that's willing to listen to all 4,000 tracks I have Ooh. <laughs> and go, okay, I'm going to categorize these for you. Yeah. And I'm going to put basic metadata there for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to work these for you. And we'll just have a simple agreement to where I get a cut of the splits. I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah. Or it's like, here are the tracks you need to work on mm-hmm. because these are going to go and they need to be finished out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I just go, yes. awesome that's what i really want yeah i can go through all my stuff but by the time i go through all my stuff i forgot the 20 beats that i was supposed to make right i forgot the the 10 tracks i was supposed to finish i forgot the client that i was supposed to do a co-write with right right? and it's like that is where my sync agent would come in i get a brief or an artist is sent to me that's trying to complete a brief Mm -hmm. and i can guarantee you i probably have a track that fits the mold yeah Mm -hmm. and if i have somebody that can go through that for me Sync manager, sync agent, whatever you want to call it, that can just be like, here's a track. This this one works. Y'all work on it. Mm. Cool. Thank yeah. you. I don't have to spend 17 hours yeah. dreaming and thinking which one's going to work because I'm going to think of 30 things that work. You have so, someone who's already organized it for you. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I'm hearing in your world. And that yeah. also brings me to so doing that sync stuff because a lot of people told me, oh, mm-hmm. you need to do your own stuff. You need to put out your own music. And I'm like, yes. I've needed a, my. I needed to put my ten thousand hours in. Mm-hmm. I needed to. I needed to record other artists. I need yeah. to produce for other artists. Mm-hmm. I need to put songs out. I need to see the process, and I need to watch them mess up. Yeah. So that when I start this, it's done right the first time. People are like, when's your album coming out? I'm like, don't ask that mm-hmm. because it's not when that. When it's how is yeah. the album coming out? Right. Because I need to figure that out. It's not that I can't create the content. Right. It's just what am I going to do with it? And not you have somebody helping you with your content. Yeah. And getting it done the right way, mm-hmm. you can focus on just creating it. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yes, you're going to ask you about the artistry thing. Well, well, I have one more point on this, too. Mm-hmm. Another thing that it adds is a layer of accountability. Yeah. You know, because like when you're doing the solopreneur thing or like, you know, you don't have that person to kind of feed off of, like it's easy to get shiny object syndrome. Yeah. Right. And like, ooh, I got to jump on this project right now. Cause this is going to make me more money right now. Or this, like, this is the hot, this is the hot iron I need to strike, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, I can say this, you know, like having Brandy and her team working with us, like has kept me way more focused on the long-term vision. Right. The long-term vision has been there for a while, but like focusing on the steps that I need to take and what my job is in all of this, as opposed to having my job have to be everything out of necessity has been huge and also i'm accountable to somebody else like okay if they need something for me then i got to get it over to them that's what you got to do yeah now okay i have a task Mm -hmm. it's interesting being an entrepreneur because you're your you're your own boss it's hard to set directives but then you hire somebody that can create your directives yeah you start treating your employee like your boss which is awesome yeah yeah (laughs) i I love i love having somebody to be accountable to in that sense Mm -hmm. because it has i mean if anybody's been watching UMC over the past few months, you've noticed we've been doing more and more. Yeah. And that's not by accident. It's it's a direct result of that. That's that's the value of the investment. Yeah. You know, and 
you know, it's also helping me brainstorm like ways to grow the business from a re- revenue standpoint, yeah. you know, as far as like the services we're going to begin offering, you know, different offerings that we'll have. Which I there. will be partaking in. Yes. Yes, you will. Yes, because you, you help artists. Yeah. And that's the goal, you know, okay. help artists, give them everything they need, you know, and have it all in house, you know, mm-hmm. and have it be something that's really community driven and highlighted then through our community. I haven't announced it yet, but I'm getting, I'm, I'm teetering that line on this episode. I'm, I'm really excited about Sorry, it. Sorry, I might make you s- spill some beans. No, 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 no. This, this <laughs> is fine. This is fine. But like, it's, it's really, you know, it, it's been really just, you know, transformative to have that layer of accountability, but also just to have somebody help with the things that like in the day-to-day rush of knocking out tasks, knocking yeah. out the list, like, you know, it, all these pie in the sky, things that seem like pie in the sky ideas in my mind are able to happen now. Yep. And that is so, so valuable, not to mention strategizing ways to grow the business, strategizing different revenue streams, strategizing, okay, how do we get me out there on like speaking gigs? Right. Like that's something we're talking about now. Me going and speaking at things like you're definitely worth that. (laughs) I'm just so you know, I flipped this whole entire interview process around to interviewing Gerard. Whoa. Um, who would have thought Look at that. that I had that capability, yeah. you know? I lost control of my own show. Well, it's one <laughs> thing that I think your listeners should realize is that you have a wealth of information because you've already gone through a very, 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 very tumultuous journey. Yeah. You've made it through mm-hmm. with a bunch of scars. Oh yeah, that you can describe, and you can be like, "Hey, like this uh-huh. this um knife wound right here in my left shin yeah. or my my arm is specifically from this, and this is why you shouldn't do this because no matter what, this uh-huh. is the result." <laughs> oh, and yeah. and I'm and I'm loving, yeah. I'm loving it, and I'm learning a lot even sitting right here. Um, just you literally saying, "Yeah, I, I had to bring somebody in." Mm-hmm. You have to have a team. Of yeah. some sort. I'm, it's not saying like you can't do things yourself. Right. That's not what I think you're getting at. It's right. like, why are you doing it by yeah. yourself? And you get to a certain point where that's hurting you more than it's helping you. 100%. You know, and that's something I had to realize. And yeah, I mean, the trials, the journey, you know, it's been 10 years since the show started. And wow. like so much life has happened in that time and even before. And it's like, no matter what, things are going to come up in your life too. Yeah. That you're going to have to address while you're doing this thing. 100%. And you're going to have to keep your head focused enough on it to keep it moving forward. And like, you know, I've been, you know, I've been reflecting a lot on the 10 years and like, you know, before the 10 years back in high school, I I already got the major illness thing out of the way, knock on wood, <laughs> when yeah. I was 16. You know, um, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but I am, Oh. Yeah. I'm a cancer survivor. Uh, I always tell people how many fingers am I holding up when they ask, really? Wow. Yep. So very malignant tumor in my left ring finger. So I was 16 when that happened. I've lost a parent. I've gone through a rough breakup. I've dealt with various bouts of financial instability. I've had just other miscellaneous BS happen, you know, like in my life, some of which caused by me. And <laughs> through it all, like I realize now this number 10's behind me and I'm still here and this thing is still here. Somehow. That's a round of applause for everybody. <laughs> I need you to like, subscribe comment go to the umc website get on facebook follow the umc page get on instagram follow there comment repost put it in your story say gerard's name say his name again and again and again and again i appreciate that man you know and that but it's just 
Yeah, that means a lot. That means a lot. I um, but you know, it's just this realization of like I've been through all of this and somehow kept myself alive and kept this thing alive. Yeah. Now to the point where both are thriving, and I'm the happiest I've probably ever been in these ten years, wow. and I'm the most optimistic about this. And it's like I have to see this through now because yeah. there have been points along those ten years where it's like, oh, that would have been a natural stopping point, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Like we all experience those, you know? Like the first OG run of the show. Like after that, we went on hiatus, and the blog didn't exist yet. I could have just stopped and went and worked my day job and been normal, been good, you know? Like, yeah. And it seemed like it might have been heading that way in mid 2015, you know? But for some reason, like this has always been the thing for the past 10 years and everything that this show, because the show started it has, has given rise to like, it's just been the thing that's like, this is my impact to have. Yeah. And like, I still, you know, it, it's like some of it's still a mystery to me as like, why this thing? Why am I so obsessed with building this thing? Right. Right. But that's what keeps me like going because it's like trying to find that out and trying to figure that out. Like, what is it about this? And like, how's that going to feel when I finally, you know, achieve that vision, have that physical headquarters, dedicate mom's basement studios, which is a goal. Yeah. Like that it August 17th, 2028, that is the 15 year anniversary from the inception of this show. Wow. And I want to dedicate a studio to my mom who I lost in 2015 mm -hmm. because we recorded at my parents' house when we started and we called it mom's basement studios. Wow. And, like as a term of endearment, but also my mom seemed to really enjoy the commotion we'd bring to the house. You know, it was kind of like a that '70s show thing. She loved it. My dad hated it. <laughs> you know, I mean, why? Why would it be both parents? You know, <laughs> exactly. But she like she was always there to lend an ear at midnight when I was freaking out over something. She was always there to give some tough love when it was needed. We threw an American Cancer Society benefit and we're $500 short and she became our anonymous donor and told me not to tell anyone. Sorry. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, like she was always there and like she always like any harebrained scheme I ever had, she was right behind. So physical headquarters, 2028, we're dedicating that studio on August 17th. I have it in my, I have it in my phone. I have it in my calendar. Mark it down, y'all. It's happening, but wow, this really did turn into an interview of me. Yeah, and I've revealed things on the show that I haven't revealed to publicly. Yeah, so, uh, I tend that? to do that. What what an interview? You, you should start a podcast. Yeah, add uh, another thing to your list. You know, uh, you know, and unfortunately, I did. Oh, did <laughs> <laughs> unknowingly, but it, I felt like it was necessary. I know a lot of amazing producers and, yeah. and music industry professionals, yeah. and I just started this thing called. Producers Unpacked, where we unpack the stories and successes of others in the industry so that you could take their information and use it to pursue your career in this thing called the music industry. So, without no <laughs> But no, man, I, I've really had a really good time talking about all this stuff. Um, I'm excited for the future of UMC. I'm excited to have been on this stage during the 10-year anniversary. Um, I was aware, but wasn't really aware mm. of of all that went into it and one i'll say i'm proud of you like for real i appreciate it man yeah likewise like you know you you've got a lot to live for and the fact that you're here with us says even more because it could have been the exact opposite yeah you yeah. know um i've even had a time where i might not have been here right you know what i mean mm -hmm. we all go through things whether it's by choice or by the force of nature mm -hmm. you know and it's like what why do you think it happened to you? It wasn't for no reason. Yeah. You could say, oh, yeah. just 
oh, just woe is me. It's like, no, thank, be thankful for that. Mm-hmm. You made it through, and now you have a testimony to help others go through it without having to go through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, in there, the same way. There's always something to learn yeah. if you're willing to learn it. 100%. You know, there's always an opportunity for growth. You don't grow if you don't challenge yourself. Never you miss the opportunity to risk being great. Exactly. Man, exactly. dude, this has been so cool. Let's talk about your future. Quick, yeah. Because I know we're, we're probably coming up on time here. But, oh, no, we're good. You know, yeah. But, but so in addition to everything that you're doing right now, you're mm-hmm. also stepping into the artist realm. Yeah. Man. A bit. Yeah. It's extremely scary because I know all about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I because I've developed artists yeah. in a sense, like working with them before they knew how to rap, <laughs> and until they're making their first album and first performances and touring and all that good stuff. And I'm like, I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. I thought I did when I was younger. I was like, I'm gonna be this the dopest artist. I'm gonna have bars for days. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have my album. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the streets going hard. You know what I'm saying? Me and Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I learned, like, nah, no. I don't want to have everything I do of every single day be monitored, right. in a sense. And that's mm-hmm. where we're at, especially yeah. with social media. It's oh, yeah. self-evident. Mm-hmm. What I, but in this artist world, what I plan on doing is having albums of encouragement. They're very neutral, in mm-hmm. a sense, to where I'm not telling anybody to be anything mm. or just to uh to do anything but i am telling everybody not to give up yeah. that's and so my first album that i've been working on for years is called naturals and accidentals and so it's all about the piano there are some naturals and there's some accidentals it goes into tons of endearment there's 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 sadness there's happiness all all of these things go into the key of life. Um, shout out to Stevie Wonder on that album title, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, and I've learned so much about music. Yeah. And and I've finally been able to start singing and pour my heart out on a, on a, on a record and not be afraid to say certain things. And I've learning how to say it without saying it, but saying it more powerfully mm-hmm. than if I would have said it. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and it all is thank I'm a, a big shout out to poetry mm-hmm. and figuring out how to say the unsaid in a creative way that people will be happy with, no matter how horrible it is. I could tell you I'm gonna rip you to shreds. And I'll be like, oh <laughs> he hates me so much. Like, you know, <laughs> like what a great poem. Cause raising all these kids in the city and watching them get on stage and talk about their identities and and what they've been through with their parents and guardians and family members and friends in the audience and their friends family and guardians come up to them like oh that was so good mm-hmm. and uh, and the poet goes but did you realize i was talking about this boom there it is you found your way in to talk about something that you never been able to speak about um and it's deeper than music um it's really spelling things out. Yeah. You know, they say, they call it spelling for a reason because mm-hmm. you're casting spells. So you got to be be aware of how you're doing things. And yeah, that's why I need to be an artist for my kids to have something to listen to mm-hmm. when I'm gone and their grandkids and their grandkids. So there's just a record. Um, 
hence the word record. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shout out to RCA. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my journey. I don't really have a goal for the artistry mm -hmm. except to let the music speak for itself. Yeah. 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 There's really feels like a, there's a spiritual element to this too. Yeah. You know, and we were talking a little bit about this before we started, you know, but you have, I guess, come to a new relationship in the spiritual sense mm -hmm. uh, with your faith. Yeah. And just want to give you a chance to elaborate on that and how th that informs everything that you're doing. Yeah. Um, I've been through many journeys. I've, I've, I'm a person that is very into the details. Mm -hmm. You could tell me something that I will believe you only because I have a way to go validate that information or verify it, right? So mm -hmm. started with, you know, reading all the books, the Nostradamus stuff. Yeah. You go deep into Egyptology, mm -hmm. like the book of the dead. You go into the Bible, you go into Quran, you go into Buddhism, all these things. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was Buddhist my, or is Buddhist and my grandfather was uh, a Baptist Christian mm -hmm. or seven day of venice and so it's like i had these two realms combined at the same time around me a big portion of my my childhood and i took the leap of faith to go get baptized recently and and profess the christian faith mm -hmm. and i don't know what that's going to do because it's still a journey um but i know that if i'm going to really learn about something I need to fully believe in it yeah. to understand why it is the way it is mm -hmm. and stop worrying about every single detail. Yeah. Sometimes it's about the main message. Mm -hmm. What is the main message? Right. And it's really about your morality and how you're living. Mm -hmm. And there are many faiths on this planet that do the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, and which is, which is what makes it hard for me sometimes because yeah. I truly accept people for who they are. Right. Because I feel like everyone has something that they can bestow upon you that brings value to your mm -hmm. life. Right. And so I don't push anything on anybody else, but I know what is driving me. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I'm using that spiritual faith to just find peace, have something to just base my trials and tribulations off of mm -hmm. and find similar, similar stories that someone has gone through just like you've gone through things and now you can give that testimony why don't i just read the testimonies that have been written for hundreds of years mm -hmm. and see what that does yeah I'm not saying that it's in the right language whatever right uh or the wrong language mm -hmm. it's just let's just get those basic facts and then i can use that musically and send out a general message mm -hmm. without saying you have to do this or have to do that, but definitely saying, hey, <laughs> understand that there's more to you than just your skin. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. we, we've got something in there. Yeah. Whether you call it your spirit, your essence, your vibe, watch out for it. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah, you're going to remember the stuff you do. I don't know who you I just know? plagiarized there, but it's the truth. It's okay. <laughs> you know, you're going to remember what you do. You're going to remember how you messed up. You're going to remember who you hurt. Mm -hmm. You don't get to say something. Some, you don't get to say something to somebody and then decide if that hurt them. Right. That's not your... Exactly. Right. So we have to learn what could hurt somebody or, mm -hmm. or bring somebody up. 
yeah. and try to use that in our lives. Yeah. And I think it, it gives you a good way to check yourself too, you know, as far as your actions and whether or not they're in alignment with your spirit, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call that spirit. Yeah. You know, like who, what is the essence of who you are and did what I just did like reflect that properly because we all act out of turn. We all do things that we wish we could take back, yep. we, you know, yep. and you can feel that. <laughs> yeah. You can feel whether that was the right thing to do or that was the wrong thing to do based on how that how it just makes you feel like based on your physical or metaphysical reaction to what just happened. Yeah. Right. You know, whether it's in alignment with what you want, who you are, who you want to be. Yeah. It's just a matter of recognizing that. And when you do recognize that you're out of alignment, adjusting the sales. Yep. You know, and. It takes time. It takes making mistakes. It takes a certain level of emotional maturity. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to be able and willing to do that. Right? Yeah. Look yourself in the mirror. That's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. Even when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, can you really look at yourself mm-hmm. and, and say, I'm this, mm-hmm. that, that thing that you've been trying to deny? Yeah. Um, and are you willing to literally let it go? Mm-hmm. Or are you just going to say, I let it go? But it's still a piece of tissue on my foot. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I walk and everyone sees it, even though I'm acting like it's not there. Right. And so that that's part of the challenge and part of the success, too, because that is a step. Mm-hmm. So don't feel bad if that's what's happening. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it's like I tried to let something go, but it's still there, you know, and every once in a while it comes back to me. It's all about knowing that now. Mm-hmm. Now that you know that that's possible. Yeah. Now you are starting to build a defense against whatever is tormenting you or, or jumping into your life. I got I got news this morning that somebody did something horrific to their own family member. And it's like, wow, how are they going to live with that? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's they need to live with that so mm-hmm. they can learn and teach others about how not to do those things. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the level of accountability you have for you toward yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like that's going to show up in your life and it's going to reflect in everything that you do, everything that you touch. 1000. And I think a byproduct of maintaining that level of accountability is being able to take that look in the mirror yeah, man. and being able to have that internal dialogue, be kinder toward yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's definitely one thing over the past few years. Like for me, it's just been like, I noticed my internal dialogues a lot healthier yeah. than it used to be. You know, instead of you better do this or else it's come on, you got this. Let's go. You know, let's go. like and it's it's a beautiful place to get to, you mm-hmm. know, like I would never go back to my 20s. I would never go back to that guy. Yeah. Ever. No, uh, I don't want to be younger. I like I would go watch it because it was a really good TV show. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's uh, that's fair. I like, if, if you like cringe, yeah. you know, go back to my 20s and watch them. But like, on this episode of cringe. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I like the station I've come to. I like what's ahead, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm excited for you, man, because yeah, like, your journey, you know, has taken you to some incredible places as well. And you've had this chance to grow as a person as a professional move toward your vision, you know, move toward your truth and just continually show up better, you yeah, know, man. and that's what it's about. Show Thank you better. so much, man. And I feel the same way about you. And, you know, I already said, I'm proud of you, but I'm gonna say it again. I'm proud of you, man. And, um, it's not, I'm not just saying that because to just say that would mean I don't mean it. Right. So love you, man. And I'm just, 
thankful to be in this space and, and let others hear this. I'm not exactly sure what gems I gave to who or why, but it happened. So take it to heart. Yeah. <laughs> and use it. Yeah. 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 What he said. What he said, too, because <laughs> it was important. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. I was so happy to be on the Quinn Spin today, man. This is an awesome show. Yeah. Like nice. you're you're just so dope. And um I'm glad we got to reveal some of our inner thoughts. Yeah. In our in our inner guts. And we go here. we go deep here. We yeah, go man. deep here. You asked me yesterday, you're like, so like a half hour, I'm like, eh, ish, and we've been here. <laughs> I think it's almost an hour, isn't well, it? It's probably over an hour at this point. Oh my god. So you can cut out the beginning because we got heated. It's once it started getting heated. <laughs> and now I'm talking about editing the you could tell that I do too much. I'm like, so what about the the, the dead air? Are we going to like <laughs> I'm not worried about it. You got it. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. We'll see if we have enough for two parter here. Who knows? Yeah, that might be a thing. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited, man. Well, well thank too, you man. again, dude. Yeah. It's been an honor to be on the show. And where can we learn more about you if we want to learn so, more about you? If you want to follow me, you can type in Instagram, uh, Regerica. So that's Reggae, R-E-G-G-A-E, R-I-C-A. And that's how you find your boy, R-E-G-G-A-E-R-I-C-A. Don't ask me why I came with that name. I got stuck with it in high school, and it's I unfortunately got business names with that, and now it's stuck. So It's there. It was awesome though. Like, don't, no bad vibes towards that. Yes, great, awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, brand, branding wise, I probably should have stopped calling myself the Quinn about seven years ago. But here we are. We're okay, on the so it's the same type of thing. Yeah. It's like, uh-huh. well, there it is. It, yeah. it is what it is. I'm not changing it now. There's too much lineage, heritage yeah. built into this show. Hundred percent. You know, like you know, I, I've thought about changing it to the Underground Cast or whatever, which would be a pretty cool name mm-hmm. if I was starting the show. Yeah. No, this is this this was our point of singularity. Yep. Keep it. Perfect. Hold on, you know, hold on to that. Hold on to that story. You know, yeah, man. the first point of the evolution of what all this has become started with this silly podcast. I started to escape corporate America. Well, cheers to that, man. Yeah. Here's a ten thousand more years. Ten thousand more. There will be more Quins to come. Mm-hmm. And this has been the Quinn Spin, two ends and Quinn, two ends and Spin. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. Also, look us up on Instagram at Quinn Spin Official, two ends and Quinn, two ends and Spin. UndergroundMusicCollective.com, our central hub, has more information on the show, and that is our central hub for all things independent music, creativity, community, deep conversations, and more. Learn more about UMC on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. Follow the UMC 20 playlist on Spotify, 20 fresh tracks, and the latest episode or episodes of this podcast every single Tuesday, depending how many episodes I record in a week. And NashLive.Live, we've got a big show at the Cobra this Saturday. It is a hip-hop and R&B showcase featuring Chris Hatch. Lord Goldie and Foundation Mecca of the oh. Sunday Funday crew, Emery James and Seti Mack. It's going to be a lot of fun. 8 p.m. start, Saturday, April 1st, $10 advance tickets. Get them now or just come at the door, whatever you want to do. Most people in Nashville just come at the door, as long as you're there. Rebel Nine's All I've Become, our opening theme song, going to take us out just like it brought us in because it's also our closing theme song. And I'll see you next time. Hey, now. <laughs>